Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk Welcome to Thursday's episode of the Terry Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Fowler and I'm joined by this occasion by Duncan Mackay. Hello, I will not be appearing on Rock Radio tonight. That's <laughs> uh, a shame. Yeah. It's a shame for everybody but me. And anybody listening, I presume. <laughs> and I'm also joined by Graham Thulis. Yes, and I will also not be appearing on Rock Sport Radio tonight either. That's that's true, but uh, you're in a fair city for a change. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a real treat for me to, to visit a, a city which is somehow even fucking colder than mine, so <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. It's the wind, it doesn't rain as much though. so miserable, it is so cold that I'm never coming back. <laughs> right, Graham, since you're here, we may as well start with Motherwell, resurgent Motherwell. I don't know if I'd stop, I'd stop well short of calling us resurgent, but we're not nearly as bad as St Mariner, so that's something to look forward to. Um, kind of a difficult game to judge on the whole um, in terms of whether we're good, bad or indifferent um, because St Myrna are absolutely terrible um, positives, some real, real positives from Motherwell as we finally shifted away from the 3-5-2 formation that Robinson's been so keen on um, as the team was announced it actually looked like it was keeping that with um, McHugh dropping in the back four but instead we reverted to the 4-4-2 with the diamond formation in midfield um, McHugh sitting at the deepest bigger man out in the left um, Turnbull at the, the tip of it and uh, who's the other midfielder that was in there? Completely blanked on um, Grimshaw uh, Grimshaw out on the right as well which Grimshaw out on the right particularly had a while he 
I've been fairly critical of Graham Shaw in terms of his ability on the ball, but what he did throughout the game was unleash Chris Cadden, um, which was something I've been banging on about for weeks is that a big reason why we're struggling is because of Chris Cadden essentially not being in the game. I've got a new, I've got a question actually written down here. Is Chris Cadden the new Callum Patterson? I would say there's a, there's a reasonable element of that in the game. Um, obviously, no one's as aggressive as Callum Patterson because <laughs> um, he's not going to head up his own, I don't know, head or something over a stand. Um, but by allowing him to go deeper, it allows him to run from deep, which allows him to open up fully, which at wing back, even from a starting position, he can never really get up to full speed because there's always either two players in front of him or someone coming to close him down, which again, maybe down to the fact that St. Mullen are absolute garbage. Um, but in a 4-4-2 with Grimshaw inside him um, it gives us so much uh, flexibility with Cannon uh, the runs that Grimshaw were making were exactly what he was there to do well as I say wasn't fantastic on the ball did what he was meant to do did as you imagine a, a sort of English youth academy player is coached and do what you're meant to do in terms of keep the ball hold the ball move on to somebody else really simple stuff but the runs and the graft that he put in the second goal particularly came from that which was Grimshaw coming from uh, inside to out or sorry outside to in which allowed Cannon to bust through the middle or bust through bust through wide um, which was, was huge for us um, all in all a good performance and very few failures on the team for a change um, which was it was good too Decent goals um, and David Turnbull's an absolute baller. I was a bit just about to say, what's been a pretty dismal season so far from Motherwell, one kind of ray of light has been Turnbull, who does look like a player. He has an ability to he has the ability to hold the ball in midfield. I wasn't sure whether it was because St Mirren were incapable of closing him down, because St Mirren's midfield wouldn't close anybody down <laughs> and throughout the entire game, which is very odd. Um, but he never looks flustered on the ball and it was the same, the same in, the other, in, the, in the previous game as well just doesn't look flustered gets the ball down has that ability to just you know when you look at a footballer and a, or you look at a guy playing and he just looks like a footballer just in the way that he moves and his hips move and his shoulders move around the park he looks like a footballer more than anything else we got yeah, and, then, and then he hits a shot that no keeper in the world could, could no save no keeper in the world could save um, it's been really good actually seeing St Mirren fans Talking about how great Craig Sampson is this season because he's not. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like, to be fair, I mean, he, he has had some. He's had some really good games. I think it was in Johnston uh, last weekend. Made about four hundred saves, um, mainly because no one in front of him would defend. Um, but yeah, he absolutely threw one in there. Um, St. Mellon on the whole didn't defend all that badly. Their midfield was all over the place, though. No, as I say, no one was putting any pressure on the ball. Which I mean, you've got guys like Turnbull in there, in there like, picking the ball about. Um, is particularly noticeable and then secondly the second goal as well nobody really got particularly tight at any point it was no it was they had you could see on that on the highlights they had people back yeah and people were there and, yeah. and we'll see that in another game that from uh, that was similarly uh, a team full of pish uh, were involved in uh, is that it, getting bodies back no longer is a, is a way to defend anymore and it was the, the wee flick from Turnbull which uh, released uh, Tate on the left hand side it was, it was really really nice play I think it was like 11-12 uh, pass move which for Motherwell is uh, out of the ordinary certainly mm-hmm. uh, we've not been able to, I think we put more passes together on that single move for that goal <laughs> than we have in the, pre- in the previous three games combined um, but again it all came down to Cadden Coming out of right back, Boston forward and scoring with his wrong foot as well, and and, and and scoring whilst falling over as well, yeah, which is a nice the ball <laughs> in, in, in the net, um, and as well as that, his celebration is by miles my highlight of the season so far, as he ran over the fans and just like beating the badge <laughs> in his chest over and over again, like 
Alright, good. Given that there was a rumour about a rumour doing the rounds the day before that Cadden signed a pre-contract, was about to sign a pre-contract with Hearts. Um, that must be pissed though, because he can't actually sign it until January. So it's... yeah, he's not going to sign it until January either way. But the idea that he's going to sign a pre-contract in, in January with Hearts, and then I don't know. Again, it's one of those things you've no idea other footballers know it, whether it's just a coincidence or anything along those lines. But you do wonder. Um, but yeah, good, good for Chris Cadden. Um, I watched the first 50 minutes of this game um, so uh, did, you, did you see Anton Ferdinand leave his own half? Because <laughs> I, I was paying attention I barely saw any sort of players leave for that he, I think he left his own half twice uh, Once to uh, go and run over after Ryan Flynn got himself sent off But aside from that, no He's terrified, he's so immobile It's unbelievable And again, he didn't have a terrible game But he just can't move Cannot move that uh, Flynn who was mentioning he'd been sent off there is one of the, oh, there, was a, there was another one last night of just idiotic red cards to yeah, get but it's, it's just if you're going to get sent off don't at least do some damage if, if you know what I mean like it's, get, it's so if, half-heartedly yeah. high if that makes like with that if weirdly you're gonna, if you're going to get yourself sent off don't get yourself sent off where there's 2 nothing down in a game that you're not going to win yeah. like what like, all it does is take you out of the next game it's, it's yeah, yeah, you're just asking not to. Yeah, like, you're, 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 make, you're making it easy for your man to drop yeah. you in the future as well. Yeah, right? if, if you're going to get sent off, you need you need it to be for something proper, like getting overly aggressive at an Australian who's half your size. <laughs> More on that later. Yes. <laughs> so as I noticed this game, I actually one thing to add for the model, I thought Curtis Main looked back to something approaching his best. Although it was it was seemed to made quite easy for him. Every time the ball was kind of pinged into his general area in the center no box he seemed to want be the one getting it rather than yeah. some run three centre backs as well for some run and not one of them ever kind of laid a glove on main that was kind of summed up uh, some man's performance as well because you alluded to it already the amount of times that Motherwell were able to kind of play in the space in between their midfield oh god what is that it's a midfield four so it's a 3-4-3 three, three. it's like the least adventurous 3-4-3 three, three I might yeah. have ever seen yeah. <laughs> because there's just such a lack of belief as well when they do like for mo- most of the time all it was was long balls to Simeon Jackson, who's first of all, I'm not seen because I was away for a month as well. I'm not seeing a lot of these teams. It was first of all, I kind of saw Jackson. I just kind of thought from hearing reports that he was bigger than he is. So yeah. I was like, why is he getting all the long balls <laughs> towards is, him? Especially when it's Aldred and Hartley that's defending him. He is the most English League One footballer. <laughs> like just as a look, he's got that wee, just that wee little bit of, of, of bum fluff underneath his chin. He just looks. If you draw a picture of an English League One striker, I would draw a picture of Simeon Jackson. He, again, I kind of there was a couple of players in the in the Superman team I kind of fell for. He was one of them because he was putting in a shift and he was chasing them. He didn't have a chance. Yeah. Uh, up, as you say, up against Hartley and Aldred, from a Motherwell perspective, is is a, is a back two, which makes perfect sense. Finally, the back three doesn't work at the moment because we don't have keeper who's stepping out and winning mm-hmm. the ball. Now you just get two big bastards in the half there, and you're just going to say, "Look, you just go win the ball. Fine, not a problem." Um, and Stephen McGinn as well who was doing his absolute best in the middle of the park but he is a little bit older he's not quite getting the legs around but it just he's, you can see him looking around and going well, like, who do I even give the ball to here and no, if no one's looking for it as well it makes yeah, it like, it's so difficult yeah. I think uh, the problem with one of the problems was numerous problems yeah. but one of the problems is that a lot of these guys who were like the better players last season uh, the forms just regress so much yeah. and McGinn being one of them uh, Smith being another and it could be that they've, they've failed to handle a step up I think it's a combination of that and the fact that the team that works so well together half of them aren't they there I kind of had this guts ripped out of it uh, yeah. by kind of Stubbs deciding that a lot of them weren't good enough and you're now putting these same players in a team with 
you know, guys maybe not so much lesser quality, although I think some Man fans would say a lot of them are. Yeah. But more that they just it just doesn't fit now. So their their performance is suffering as a result. And then you have very little to build on because yeah. the guys who were doing it for you before aren't doing it now. And, so what, and the, what do you have? And they've had very little consolidation time as well. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what preseason is, is partly for in terms of that you might just start playing you might get your bedding in and, and Oren Kearney's gonna have to do it all on the fly. I mean they are just they are just so lucky that Dundee are even worse I do I, I, and again in general as much as I'm talking about how terrible some are not I do genuinely feel for the fans when you're when you've gone from last year which was so lo- positive it, as well. so positive just looked like a great laugh everyone was having a good time there was a decent turnout last night there was almost 4,000 there last night as well including sort of 800 Motherwell fans yeah. they're still getting people through the gate to watch this absolute horror show um, but at the same time like you say they brought in they've lost a lot of players first and foremost they bought predominant, a lot yeah. <laughs> predominantly because Alan Stubbs either fucked them about or didn't renew contracts or whatever else yeah. um, or pushed them out of the club um, and then you've got guys who come in and again you are shopping in it, in it around for guys who are out of contracts so guys like Anton Ferdinand and, and uh, Simeon Jackson and again not a slight on them at all but you do wonder whether you they've got to have the right motivation yeah. it's not, not, it's yeah. not uh, when they come when with you yeah, when you're comparing them to guys like Paul McGinn and Stephen McGinn who very clearly have the, the best interests of St Mirren at heart they're doing everything they can for the club and then you get guys and not to not put a slight on Ferdinand and Jackson and guys like that do they really give a shit I don't know doubt, kind of doubtful they're trying their best and, and Ferdinand seems to be well liked by the fans but it's just not the same as it was last year and as I say I do feel for them right let's move on to Dundee nil Celtic 5 uh, and I'm just going to read this is going to take a while so sit back guys it's story time I might, I might, I might, I might, I might. I've got some water here I might okay. just take a sip it's, it's story time with Gary Cocker because I asked Gary for some notes and the notes were just too perfect that I thought I'm just going to read it this entire thing <laughs> so this may take a good few minutes but I think it's I worth might it. not actually have to do anything else about this no. game so Dundee lined up 4-5-1 with Kalman up top on his own Kenny Miller started on left mid and Deacon on right mid but they seemed to swap occasionally however this tended to just be corner free kicks so it was probably a dynamic move based on positions rather than a considered move we were a bit hamstrung by Calvin Miller not being able to play but even more hamstrung by the absolute clowns we let McCann sign McIntyre's game plan was simple Sit back, pack the feds and hope to hit them on the counter However, well. it failed miserably As whenever we did break up the park We couldn't get hold of it How are they going to break up the pace? How are they going to break on the counter? <laughs> the left side was woefully underused No doubt in part due to Kerr being an engine on the right But also thanks to Kenny Miller being anonymous And Kazunga concentrating on not fucking up at left back <laughs> Brackets He did the right to be fair The panic and lack of confidence in the team was palpable from kickoff. The goals Curran stood off Rogic, uh, just outside the box, which allowed him to ping in the first, which, by the way, i just like to interject. It shows you how terrible that Dundee are, that Tom Rogic can pin one in from 25 yards and just and look like his nan just died. Yeah, <laughs> That's how little he cared about the goal. <laughs> um, and this was conned by Lustig in the penalty box. And in brackets, Christ, I hate Lustig. <laughs> <laughs> and the fourth... <laughs> The third, fourth and fifth were all due to not tracking runners properly. In other words, all the basics McIntyre has claimed he's working on. Our biggest difficulty is that we don't have hard workers in midfield who will track back and dig in. By all accounts, after the fifth went in, Celtic just brought out the cigars and didn't bother, but it could have been double figures. For Celtic, Tierney and Sinclair were having a whale of a time out left, and that was with Cammy Kerr putting in a good shift at right back and doing what he could to repel them. McGregor was the quote-unquote deepest midfield player, but that's not saying much, as Annie came 
on but went off for a stretcher and Tierney collapsed at one point and nobody around him with nobody around him uh, but he was fine to continue see, we, see just uh, as an aside Alzani looked like the happiest man in the world to be going off on a stretcher <laughs> like he was going off on a stretcher just waving and smiling away at people <laughs> uh, Gordon had nothing to do we didn't have a single shot on target and wasted the few set pieces we had there were fewer Dundee fans there than Celtic fans Brackets, bollocks to Clayman, there was 8,000 there. The Derry, Cox and Mainstar were less than half full and the way end holds 3,000. No doubt, £30, brackets, £30! <laughs> Midweek evening game on the telly affected that, but also speaks to our malaise. We had five shots in target and three games exceeded 12 since McIntyre came in. If it was a clear out in January, I'd keep Parish, Kerr, Calvin Miller, bring back Kerr Waddle from Morton, OD, brackets, I know, but at least he seems to give a fuck. McGowan, Kamara, Madianga, Deacon, and that's about it. None of our strikers are up to scratch, and there's so many of other players just don't look like they give a shit. We're really seeing the limitations of Curran and Spence, who are absolute lightweights, and me keeping Deacon would purely be because he's able to do something on the odd occasion. And, Ma- not, and, and maybe by that point, Gary will learn how to spell him in the group chat. Yeah. Deacon in the group chat, because it's fucking infuriating. What was it and today? funny. Season. Season. Season Deacon. Season for his first name. Raptor Deacon's still the better. I love Raptor Deacon. I really want to. Again, Dundee getting better. No, it was, it was Rory Season. So now his, name, now his name is Raptor Season. Raptor Season. Like, again, it would be really good if, it, if they got any good at all, particularly down to Raptor Season, because then we could use that as a bit of part of the rest of the year. There's no chance. Right, McIntyre has his work cut out to say the least but his emerging preferences are concerning Kenny Miller is seemingly undroppable and opting for Hamilton over Parish isn't overly popular either although to be honest Hamilton wasn't massively at fault last night he has at least set out a clear formation he'll follow but the stand of our play has fallen off a cliff we were shite and lost games under McCann but you could see some attempts at playing football McIntyre has sent us out to put the ball in the channels <laughs> And it's reaping absolutely no rewards. <laughs> Maybe we'll be more expansive in our next two games, which will be vital. We need to avoid losing to Motherwell and to beat Simran at home to show us some sign of life. The only thing that could have bettered that would have been if we recorded if you ought Gary to record that as a voice note and just like <laughs> he could have heard his depressed Dundonian tones. <laughs> I, I, my only comments to the game well, number one, that Dundee back four. Oh my goodness me! Even just written down on paper, that's a bad look. So it was it was Kerr, Ennis, O.D. and Kasunga left yeah. back. Terrifying, absolutely petrifying. Uh, does that mean Ryan Christie is actually a Celtic player now? Because I had him. I don't know if it, a couple of years ago I wrote a possibly unkind article about how the jerseys do actually shrink for inferior players. <laughs> and it was just why Gary McKay Stevens got a league winners medal too. Um, does Ryan Christie actually count as a Celtic player now, or is it just because the last it's couple of games? Three games. Let's yeah, um, yeah. yeah let's, let's stick let's a pin in that one. Let's review. Yeah. yeah. Uh, finally, the speed at which Celtic were hitting the ball to one another more than anything else mm-hmm. uh, is a bit of a fear. Oh yeah, yeah. Because when you see it, it's, you see it in good teams all the time when they're absolutely leathering passes to one another, and that was it. The third goal, uh, with Tierney crossed it in, yeah. was the best example of that of just players. Absolutely rattling the ball at one another, like, and yeah, yeah, and no one and no one will be in control. I, and I mean, it's helped because Dens is a really good part yeah. to play on. But one, um, one such so passing to get that goal. I, uh, I think. I mean, it's helped if everyone else is if Dundee are yeah. playing playing statues, but yeah. um, it's still quite a difficult task. If you yeah. see, yeah, training cones are sometimes harder <laughs> to beat than Dundee defenders. I think it was the last time I was on the show. I was kind of explaining the 
ridiculousness of football fans by saying that I couldn't help the fact that this tiny voice in the back of my head was going, who can win the title? <laughs> uh, that, that voice is dead. <laughs> that voice has been killed off. In fact, sorry, he's got a, he's got a six-month injury. Yep, uh, but the combination of that and Celtic just looking absolutely terrified again. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what clicked for them, but it certainly seems to have done. As, as, as Gary alluded to as well, like Dundee aren't even particularly bad in any specific area. It's not like you look at Dundee and say, oh, the, the midfield's about, a bit light. Or no, it's not, they're, they're not They're it's not creating chances. They're, they're not defending very well. It's the goalkeeper. But That's the same with the three they've teams. Got, they've got, got no, no bright points, isn't it? They're, yeah. they're, a, they're a, a, a three and a half out of ten. It's a real, real difficult position for them to be in. Um, <laughs> yeah. One Celtic, one Celtic player from maybe Shailene on the Scott Sinclair, who does yep. seem slightly rejuvenated. Yes. yes. Um, he, he played well when he came on against Hearts on, on Sunday, mm-hmm. and he was great again, again for... Him and Tierney just sort of field aid in that flank, so yeah. Remember that what each other looked like and started playing like that again, which is nice. Yeah. Right. Let's go to Livingston where St Johnson won again. Uh, sexy St Johnson may be dead though. Yeah. As long as you're getting victories, I, I'm probably not that bad. Well, well, one of the few teams to to go to. Well, as long as his first defeat since opening day of the season. Yeah. To the to, to the Tony Mass. It's mental. Like <laughs> <laughs> when you hear stats sometimes in the top of the commentary, yeah, you do sometimes go, "What?" <laughs> Livingston's first defeat under Carry Holt. Um, absolutely. <laughs> David Martindale must have been busy last night. Absolutely ludicrous. Again, I understand that this is is part of a wider thing and. It, Livy have been very good but just when you put it in the context of that and you think back to the start of the season how things were how you, I keep doing this every time I look at Livy like, how is that po- how how <laughs> and it's not like they've not even played anyone crap no. like, it's not like they've had the easiest run of fixtures we're through a full round of fixtures now and they've lost two games let's see if they can keep it going though uh, yeah absolutely because well, yeah. you do get it they have looked very good and you'd yeah. now be surprised if they slump you'd be very yeah. surprised it's if like when you play new poker people that have never played poker for the first time <laughs> Like was, there's, there's sometimes quite like there's that element because you just don't know what they're about. I was I was going to give the example of Hull City underneath. Uh, no, I prefer I prefer mine. To be honest. I prefer okay. Quirley Duncan's as well. I was going to go with Alec Neil example. Yes. Yeah. So well, David Martin Dill gets a job down south. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Hull City under Phil Brown where they were absolutely flying oh, yeah, that yeah, season, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and then it just and takes a, a couple of bad results, and it shows you kind of. Confidence is so huge in football that when that confidence then gets dented, then it's a bubble. It's a yeah, proper bubble. So, some some of these guys might start looking like players who were in playing a League One two. Well, seasons I mean, ago. I think that's what we said didn't we? when they got promoted that they were a team of sixes playing at tens, like they were just their, their performance levels at tens, and some of them have improved the squad definitely, but they were this so so far through the first round of fixtures they've been playing yeah. about nine, ten again. It's what happens when. Your sixes, you, yeah. your sixes start playing at six. I mean, does that mean like, that Scott Pittman's Giovanni then? Yeah, yes. Let's go right. <laughs> um, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean I'm saying they're, they're going to then fall into a relegation battle because I yeah. just I just can't see. <laughs> no, because no one's that bad. Yeah, I just can't see anybody in, like falling into that bottom three. In fact, let me maybe lose every game for the rest of the season and still finish tenth. Uh, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd probably go with that. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably not and they're probably helped by the fact that they've signed a guy who looks like he's stepped out of the pudge as well. So that's very good. Human being. He is uh, uh, is the identical Dutch footballer, yes, isn't it? Yes, million percent. 
but you also don't want to have your your second half of the season, or you know, you don't want to be a second, downer, aye, yeah. to be a downer because you want to you want to have a platform to build off of and, and to to kind of have a similarly successful season next time around. So for me, the next the next game is huge because they're away to Hamilton next, and if they pick up three points in that one, then it's fine. It's just yeah, a blip, yeah. and confidence will stay high. But if they don't be Hamilton, then they've got home to Celtic and away to Rangers, and then yeah. that's the kind of run of games where you go four games without a win and then starts to become a bit worse yeah, yeah starts to become a worry I think the it's, it might sound a bit odd but I think the Scottish Cup might also be quite illustrative of what Livingston are about you know in terms of you, you see some teams are just like we're all about league yeah. we don't uh, whereas if Livingston are want to be taken seriously then the cup is the sort of, the Scottish Cup especially is the sort of competition we might get a bit more of a reflection of what they're and meant again, to be for, about for Livy as well the Scottish Cup is, is uh, as you say it's, it's, free like, it's unlikely that they're going to drop into the relegation battle just because Dundee and St Mirren are so bad mm-hmm. um, so it's unlikely they're going to drop in there um, but if they again look at the draw in the Scottish Cup get a couple of home ties it's not unheard nobody of nobody wants to go to Livingston like, nobody yeah. wants to go there um, because it looks it's, it's a hard like, they're well set out there um, but yes yeah, St Johnston play with Winth again Yes, they, they went with a three-five-two. They basically just kind of matched Livingston up, and I, th- I watched the first half of this as well. And from what I could see, the St Johnson were kind of helped by the fact that both full, sorry, both wing backs, Ricky Foster and Scott Tanzer, played pretty well and got forward, and kind of that helped kind of push Livingston back a bit more. And I think they would have wanted to at home. It also helped as well that any time the ball went near Tony Watt, it just seemed to stick to him. Yeah. Um, and a perfect example of how you can have a, a terrific game as a forward uh, and not score. Yeah, yeah. And as, as well as I mean, you look at his, his performance last week. Well, he seemed to play quite well, but then somehow managed to what was it, had a horrible series of misses. Um, and then this week he hit a shot. Definitely a shot. <laughs> <laughs> so if he was claiming the one early in the season that was non goal, was his then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, he claimed on Twitter that he meant it, but yeah, I think you see, he looks up to goal, he doesn't look along. No, he's like, oh, I think Matt Kennedy's going to be there. <laughs> and also, <laughs> it'd also be that would be some terrible technique for a, for a cross. <laughs> but again, like, it's just, it's, again, it's a, it's a great bounce back for him um, after last week, as you can tell after the game that he was really down about it. And again, they won the game because. Mum, um, but yeah, to you, you, you have a swing at something which ends up directly on somebody else's toe. Yeah, very good. <laughs> and more to say about these two. So Johnson are actually, I think they're above Aberdeen now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that happened very quietly. Yeah. Well, they, it's, it's again. It's, what, it's, they, they've they're won, back to St Johnson again. I've kind of missed this. They've won what three in a bound. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's the middle of the table is so close just now. And you can chuck. Again, I was looking at the table as well, and again, to come back to Motherwell, if we win a game, that puts us on 11, something like four points behind Aberdeen. And again, Motherwell are probably going to end up in that bottom four. Uh, but they might not. Two or, three, <laughs> two or three results, and they're mid-table. Excellent. Right, next game. Aberdeen against Hamilton Ackies. 3-0 win for the hosts. And yeah, uh, Martin Cannon... <laughs> Not endearing himself very well to the Aki's fans. I think he came out with something along the lines of, ah, well, this is this is the games that we're judged by. Yeah. Uh, Aberdeen in the bottom half of the table, yeah. mate. <laughs> and played a fairly draining game on Sunday. Yeah. Like, yeah, late on Sunday as played well, the, really. Yeah, so. Played the near enough the exact same team. Uh, Low came in for Considine. I think yeah. that was the only change. Yeah. So, yeah, but no. Just as an aside, I hate that Aki's kit. <laughs> that Aki's kit is just absolutely hot. just minging. <laughs> Black black kit. It looks like a training I think it's terrible. Really awful looking kit. 
Um, on the other hand, James Wilson, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> what a goal. Um, but before, actually, before... Yeah, well, there's not really much to say that. It was just a, a terrific strike. And, um, <laughs> McKinnis said afterwards, and you can see that why he's a Manchester United player, or not necessarily... That the heights, but you, why they've been yeah. investing them for so long? Because yeah. you can definitely see there's a player there, and you, you, you saw him glimpses on on Sunday, and he is just he's just not played a lot of games. Yeah. So like, I, I th- yeah, how he has the plays within the fitness. Yeah, and he's not a preseason, so he's got to get fit during games. You saw yeah. that, saw that in the Hibs game as well. Like by the end of that, he was, he was absolutely done. Like how, how he was even still standing was a miracle. Because he does. Because to be fair, that way Aberdeen are currently set up. He's asked to do an awful lot of running. Yes. You look at the Aberdeen team, and I think that I looked at the today, and I thought it's, it's a good side. It's a side that I still think can can really push on and challenge, you know, Hibs, Hearts, and Kelly and you know, Rangers for uh, for you know what's ever going spare in the league after Celtic romp to the title again. Aye. But it's just it, I think this is maybe at this point in time. They need the January transfer window to, to do a bit of kind of restructuring of this because they need to the Kenny McLean. Like the, the, they the, do because there's a whole lot. You remember that Greg Tanzi's still there, right? Because <laughs> like, I don't know if they do, but Greg Tanzi's still an Aberdeen player. Because there's a lot of ifs. So like, if, <laughs> if, 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 who's that guy? If James Wilson can um, get like some, some, yeah, some confidence yeah. and then goal score from them, that'll do them a good stead and they'll, they'll be fine in that area. If Scott Wright. Can fill that number ten void. If right now again, can he's always been a little inconsistent. But if he can, if he can at least get anyone near the kind of consistency that he had, you know, before he left. I think he's, I think he's not fit and not confident. He was brilliant when he came off the bench against Hearts, but it's just yet again. I mean, you thought that was perfect for him to go into the the game against Rangers, but he was anonymous. Yeah, exactly. Whereas I thought GMS was kind of hard done by not to pick up. Man, the match on on Sunday because he generally did look a threat as yeah. well, every time he got the ball. See, I kind of have a point on this. Other, so I'll let you finish what you were. Well, what I was going to say is that it's basically that, that number ten that's replacing Kenny McLean. That's completely fucked up, basically, because it means they've got a real lack of depth depth in that midfield. Because you know we already spoke about Tansy's there, but he's, he's not going to. Is he there? Or is he not on loan somewhere? I don't he's know. Is he just there? Yeah. Just sitting there. Yeah, he's um, he's not going to play. They brought in. Stephen Gleeson? Nope. <laughs> not Stephen? Yeah, just a hard note. And Chris Forster. I think they too were the Kenny McLean replacement. So Gleeson was a player who could kind of sit further back and do a lot of what McLean done back there in terms of the kick passing. And Forrester was the, supposed to be like the McLean, McLean number 10. Yeah. So you're thinking if one of them can work out, yeah. then you're yeah, replacing so. some of McLean's game and then you can, you know, for depending on the opponent, you can put in Don Ball if you just yeah. need somebody to run around, you can put in Ferguson if you need somebody who's a bit, you know, more savvy and stuff. But without either of them working out at all, it just kind of leaves you with this void and they're just, McInnes is trying to find an answer. And have they had McLean? You'd think that some of the other problems, like McGinn not being on top form, the strikers not really firing wouldn't be that much of a problem because they weren't that much of a problem last year. Yeah. But now, without him, it's kind of almost not quite a house of cards effect. Cause I still think, like I say, the can't no, get it can, together. It can be rebuilt quite yes. easily. Is the, yeah, but it's uh, there isn't that. You're right. There isn't that depth there that there maybe once was, and that that um, and teams have kind of figured out how to play Aberdeen a lot. And you, know, uh, you, we could be looking at this very differently if. if 
like they might not be the same positivity but Aberdeen had they taken a, a beating on Sunday like, well, you know, and now they've just got a dis- really a distraction yeah. for a final that they're going to get beaten in this a couple of weeks this is what times. I was going to come on to right? to me from the start of this season this Aberdeen team has been different from Aberdeen teams in the past in that they were they seemed <laughs> like they were going to go for second place each year they could compete if Celtic have a bad season they can try and again they came close a couple of times should have pushed on was it two years ago when they got yeah. to the Christmas in the World Challenge and just didn't invest when they should have invested and they could have really kicked on and given it a good go this season to me I think McInnes has set them up with a view of going to win something like it doesn't matter how well you play you win and again games like last night are a perfect example of it in that they've as you say they had a huge game on Sunday where they took I mean there's a series of bought, like walking wounded it looked like at the end of that game who have all now turned up again um, you've added in guys like Max Lowe who it's an absolute engine from the back mm-hmm. as well. Devlin and McKenna look absolutely rock solid to me. I don't know whether it's just he's tried to change the team to have a better mentality in it and a bit build a winning but team. But it's lost uh, a bit of vibrancy. Yeah, it's, not as, it's, not, it's not as exciting and it's not and you saw that in the Rangers game as well. In previous years they might have had a bit more of a go at the Rangers team. They didn't until they kind of took their opportunity that they had. They just seem an awful lot more functional now, and I mean that in, in the most positive way possible, and that can they set themselves up and particularly with Wilson now playing himself in a bit of fitness and a bit of form goals like last night can they push Celtic in the cup final I don't necessarily disagree with your points but there is something also very Aberdeen about this Aberdeen team because this is their record so far and right so they've not played quite a full round of games because yeah. they've got a game in hand yeah. but what they have played played four games against the bottom four four wins <laughs> three games against the top three three defeats <laughs> And okay. three, three of the four games against the rest, three draws. <laughs> That's a sensational statistic. Okay, right, fair enough. Thank you to uh, whoever brought that on AFC chat. That was brilliant. I'm not even needing to check out. I'm just, I just kind of thought through my head and thought, no, that's perfectly Aberdeen. That's, that's, that's definitely the, true. That's the most Aberdeen set of statistics that there could possibly be. But yeah, just as I say, they seem more functional to me. They seem that we've got a, a bit more dig than they have done in previous years because previous years they'd have been two down to Rangers by the time they scored. Yeah, I think. Uh, Dougie Emery's an idiot yep, oh, Again back to stupid red cards again Well I was going to come on to Emery Because I think he epitomises a lot of The kind of decline of Vakis And why the supporters are a bit kind of fed up Because do this every year yeah, And they'll still every, finish 10th every, every year Dougie Emery gets sent off And we say this is, this is highlighting That Vakis are falling apart from him Getting away from what they always do okay. They won't, no <laughs> No, no, what I was going to say Is that they're not getting away from what they do They're kind of doubling down on what they do What they don't have now Is they don't really have a kind of player Like Templeton like like Crawford, yeah, like Dockery, like somebody with kind of real quality who can shine through a team that otherwise is a bit just kind of hard working, ground it out. Kind yeah, of I mean, and their players are getting picked off a lot quicker. Like their yeah. players, Ferguson Fer- disappeared as quickly yeah. as he did. Yes, yeah, like is, is, and is a is a sign that people recognise what they like. They know what they're getting when they buy yeah. Naki's player. In the same way, you know, it happens that teams go on runs. Well, Hibs had it for yeah. a while, and Motherwell have had it for yep. a bit recently. That you know, that all right, okay, if he's playing well in that team, then he's a, like yeah. the mentality will be right yeah, that yeah. we can go and succeed. That's why I think Aki's fans every season, this, this seem, despite the fact that it's almost a minor miracle they've stayed up as long as it is, they but really they just prefer watching European youth games. They really, they really, they really, they really, they really don't. <laughs> Trying to drag this back here. Sorry, <laughs> but it's mental. Like, we, yeah. we, like it is mental. They're like, just even just seeing how Anakis be bow and something that's not a pre-season friendly in any context at any age group at any level. 
it is a bit disconcerting. Yeah. And again, I, I don't mean it to be critical. I call it absolutely fair play. They're making the very most of it. But uh, sorry. Sorry. They're, they're very hard to please during the season. But then when it comes to the end of the, the campaign, they're usually like, right, Cannon kept us up. Shut up, you moaners. That's a great job. Let's move on. Hopefully better next year. But I kind of get the feeling that this year they've just kind of had enough with a kind of style of football and without those kind of exciting players, just the, those those roses growing through concrete, that it's just become too fed up. And if they do manage to stay up, finishing like 10th to, you know, just ahead the of worst, St. Mirren and Dundee. The St. Mirren teams yeah, in history. I still think a lot of fans would be like, no, it's thank you, but it, it's time. Yeah. Uh, unless he figures out something. Uh, they certainly didn't like the team uh, against Aberdeen. Uh, to start with, I was like, oh, no, hang on, hang on. They've gone 3 4 3 with, um, with uh, Michael Miller and Rakish Bingham playing off uh, Brustad. And it's just like an 8 1 1. Yeah, it, it very quickly settled into that. And, but they'd still had the chances. That, I mean, that was. They weren't without. It wasn't without merit. The 38 fans of the win must have been quite frustrated, I would imagine. And Bruce Dad goes going mental as well at Cannon when he got taken off before half time. Not a great sign, but again, Emery, I get all oh. stupid red cards. And Emery. Gary Woods having another howler. <laughs> what has happened to him this season? Ever since Joel claimed he was like the third best goalie in the league or whatever, he's just been <laughs> shocking. The curse of scared. <laughs> right, let's move on. Rangers 1, Kilmarnock 1. Um, I would just like to highlight, um, I am very. Impressed at Biffy Clyro's viral marketing, which <laughs> single-handedly made me re- made me sign on the Spotify and listen to Biffy Clyro again today. <laughs> so congratulations, lads! Well done. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, oh, there's a picture of uh, Ben from Biffy Clyro the drummer absolutely giving it to the Rangers fans <laughs> in the Kilmarnock. It's sensational. <coughs> kind of. It's back to being worrying times against the Rangers. It didn't help as well that their board released. Uh, their annual results said that they'd lost like 14 million and then the team go up and serve a, a bit of a dud game against Kelly where they they were slow and ponderous they, they didn't move the ball quickly enough to try and cut through Kilmarnock and they just kind of played right into Steve Clark's hands yeah uh, there's, there's elements of how Rangers are playing at the moment that reminds me of Hibs in that first season under Stubbs obviously going to bring it back to Hibs but like that, that, there's plenty of endeavour they're dominating a lot of games but they're, they're passing up an awful lot of chances and yeah. then they get punished Yep. For and not again, doing so, and again, and also you're playing Kilmarnock. They always try to like. It's not like they will always try and equalise pretty quickly. On like, quite soon after score, Kilmarnock like, got a goal down. Off. Uh, just, like, <laughs> let's just walk it in. Let them walk it in. Um, so I mean, first of all, the Rangers' goal. Um, it feels important to give at least some credit to Mick Walsh for not stopping the game as Kilmarnock are flat in the Rangers. Can't even imagine any goal. Good goal. Um, fair enough. Um, how bad was Joe Worrell for Kilmarnock's goal in just about every aspect given that he was turned by Stuart in the first place then got back got himself back into position and, and then absolutely failed to close it down the shot aisle very good the Rangers and, and as, as a, it's not as if you might have scouted that that is how Greg Stewart likes to do things in the box as well, <laughs> so Chris Boyd in the sports scene called it the Greg Stewart goal like yeah, yeah. Like, the money. show him the byline <laughs> show him the byline <laughs> Rangers fans are not a fan of Warhol as well because he looks like an Easter Island statue <laughs> <laughs> Katic came back in for the Hamilton game but he was really poor against Hamilton and you have to wonder whether they're kind of getting dropped for Warhol who doesn't look as good a player as also kind of affected Katic's form as well and this is kind of the problem with the Rangers team is that he has they've kind of been hamstrung you know what you use it as an excuse but they have been hamstrung a bit by Europe because they're obviously not as good as Celtic so it's hard yeah. for them to, yeah. to you know to be at 
to keep putting in the kind of performances, well, they're not putting in performances in Europe, but, you know, playing in Europe and then putting in the domestic performances yeah. and getting those results. Cause the- uh, but also they're getting the performances in Europe, which makes yeah. it difficult to write. Like, you know, it's yeah. that, so the expectation is raised. It's been like, oh, we'd be able to do this against Spartak, or, you know, which was a containment, like, you know, yeah. they were unlucky in that game. But it's that thing of it, simultaneously doing well in Europe yeah. raises domestic expectations, and but... You don't ha- they don't have the squad depth it's not, it's, to it's not even like they're doing it in different ways it's not like it's a, it's a Walter Smith European run no. where it's 4 5 they're just doing it really competently like, yeah, they're, they're, playing, they're playing really well they're attacking teams the, the, the game against uh, Rapid they were fantastic and again they, t- they, they chased the ball they ran the ball they scored goals it wasn't a case of as you say just stopping them playing being Walter Smith and, and grinding out results they were playing really well and if they played at that level against for example Kamara you would imagine they should take three points from that game. Well, one problem, I think, is that Gerard. he said this a couple of times now, he's saying, like, if the players, you know, can't handle playing for Rangers, then I'm going to have to get... They're not going to play in the, the team, and I'm going to have to get new players. Well, the problem is it's still only November. And you've got a big so, squad. Yeah. And you've <laughs> lost £14 million. <laughs> there's, there's two months to go to the window until you can freshen things up. And because they're playing, they've played all these games... They're playing, they're playing Thursday, Sunday now. Yeah, yeah. For, for he's for having to... Use, he's having to use all these guys that might have played the teams that, that didn't show what was required to play for Rangers he's then bringing them back in and it's a lot of the characters as well that are in these games that just kind of get brought back for the, the next game so there's, a, there's a lot of the guys earlier season as well um, Koulibaly Arfield I think to name two who looks very good to start with and have been pretty shit the last six weeks or so and that's a bit of a problem especially when it's a midfield and you already kind of looked at and you weren't too sure about the strength of Rangers midfield anyway yeah, and also up front is a bit of a problem as well because Morelos isn't firing, and they've got very little else. Oh, it's it lovely reading some of the comments in the Rangers forum about Lafferty. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. frustrating, is he? Thank, thank you for the money. <laughs> yes. the, old, uh, the old Terry Butcher motivation tactic of coming in and saying you're shit. Do I play on Saturday? <laughs> well, we'll kind of shot a couple of bodies, mate. Uh, you do this turn up front. You just need to improve every aspect of your game. Yeah, and I think I think there is an element of. It's quite early for Jared to go to the go to that well and and, and do it twice now. I think is uh, since he started, is a bit dangerous. Also, just because he's a world class player, he gets it like yeah. the way he the way he. But Rangers can't afford to do what can't afford to do the what, that way that he's wanting. Yeah. He, he should be talking about. I need to improve these players to, to get them back up here. It's like not not be like yeah. not to be like if you you're shit, you're getting shipped out. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely a ship house to deep though, isn't he? Oh. <laughs> Back to Rome you go. Yeah, funny yeah. enough, I didn't see him against Kelly. Yeah. No, he was nowhere, nowhere to be seen. 20 grand a week, apparently. Maybe because he's tiny head. Can you see him? <laughs> or he can you see. He can you see. <laughs> uh, we've not really said much about Kelly, but they were just... You know, Kelly Steve Carr against the old firm. It's yeah. unbelievable. Or, the, or, or the, the two big Glasgow teams. I think the noble thing here was that Greg Short started up front on his own and led the line very well. And the fact that the Aberdeen fans must be a good forward and a good attacking midfielder, and Aberdeen fans are like, <laughs> we're literally here last season. <laughs> like, and again, we Stinking, I, said this a couple of weeks ago. Like again, just the way in which Clark has, has changed Kilmarnock, and you just every time it comes around a Saturday, I look at the Kelly team line and just presume Chris Boyd's up front. He's just started like weeks, months. Yeah. Um, and again, the, the way that, seamless, he's handled that transition—that's yeah, yeah, the big thing as well. Seamless, seamlessly into Brophy and then into Stewart because it's a different game. You need a different yeah. thing from it. 
Um, and the fact that I mean Chris Boyd I said to Duncan just before the show Chris Boyd I thought was terrific on sports scene more than anything else but he's not griping it's not the sort of thing he's a guy who very often speaks at length about things you think it, you might at some point be I, do you know what I do, I do actually wish I was playing in the game mm-hmm. um, but he's not not a bit of it at all he's, he's, no. he's involved he's fully on board with everything really really and that, and that could have been awkward for Kilmarnock as Absolutely. a club to manage out because like because it is a it is a point track yeah. and you see how difficult it is with clubs that are similar players of e- that ego Dundee, Dundee, <coughs> Dundee Kenny Miller Dundee, Dundee, <laughs> Dundee are struggling to do that and Kenny yeah. Miller has been, has been there for 20 minutes like it's just a difficult thing to do but somehow like, Chris Boyd is just a case of he's getting the piss thing out by Hayley McQueen but that's fine like it's not a big deal it's just a case of this is what we're doing because everyone benefits out of that and you can tell that's a, it's an ethos that you can see throughout the squad there Right, let's get on to the fucking worst game ever. <laughs> do we have to? Do we actually have to go on this? Will we just do the da 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 da? But we've got like five minutes. Right, okay. <laughs> let's talk about the sheep. No, <laughs> let's not talk about the football. No. Um, right, is, is Martin Boyle still jet lagged? <laughs> yeah, he was. He's surprised that he's not played the game. Oh, why would why would you play Martin Boyle through the middle on a park? the size of a village green like is that like, the best place to play him though no like give him some room his, his second touch is always a tackle like so why, like stick him out on the wing okay fair and, enough like, and then I don't know maybe use one of your most technically gifted players in Sleepka in the middle of the park it's a crazy idea but I don't know um, was he just lashed out there because they thought Mitchell had played and they thought he might actually be able to stop him I have no idea I I'll leave this, I'll leave this to Neil Lennon overthinking the derby is not exactly news, but like you never, like you were never going to have a better chance to to beat Hearts at Tynecastle in a while, yeah. and and yet, and yet, here we go again. <laughs> See the Hearts team is literally like their body. Bring it, it's like bring out your dead. <laughs> Someone going round. Uh, what is it? The the Herrick walk just on the team bus before and just put bring out your dead. I was I was going to go with uh, the John Travolta gif where he's got the Pulp Fiction with the jacket just looking around. <laughs> anyone? Anyone want the game? Anyone not injured for five months? Anyone not? It was a, it was a bold tactic to uh, play Peter Herring up front with Callum Morrison in a weird four four two formation. First 10-15 minutes, Tim's got the fright of their life. But all, basically all that happened time and time again was that Callum Morrison just ran straight across to the space between Lewis Stevenson and Mark Milligan. Yeah. So between the wing-back and the centre-half and Hibbs is 3-5-2. And just exploited that time and again. And for about 50 minutes, Hearts, there was only going to be one team in the game. Then Hibbs eventually kind of thought, right, maybe Stevenson should drop back a bit here and maybe Milligan should track this run a bit better. And then once that happened... Hibs were the better team for the first half, but didn't really look like scoring themselves unless it was a shot from Stevie Mallon. Yeah, could have could have had a hat trick in the first half. It was a shame he didn't play in the second half, though. Eh? <laughs> yeah, you've really barely lost But then the second half, I don't know if it was the Hearts midfield themselves or Levine kind of giving them a bit more license, but I thought the Hearts midfield really upped their game they were actually did, yeah. able to pass the ball which they weren't doing at all in the first half but it, also it did seem that passing had been banned like sort of by some sort of edict before <laughs> Andy Dallas came into the dressing room before and was like lads I know it's a game of football but really we cannot be dealing with any more than two consecutive passes otherwise they, they must have taken that off Motherwell and then given it to Hearts and Hibs <laughs> yeah. passing is now allowed at Motherwell so passing is no longer allowed at Hearts and Hibs tell you what if, the, if we do I know it's a serious subject but if we've got to be worried about concussion in football and, and head knocks then Jesus there's a lot 
off a lot of players last night because it was literally so many headers. Like it was just ridiculous. Like Christoph be Berra wasn't even playing. Uh, he must have been so raging watching it. Oh, Christoph Berra is. Uh, I said. It, I said it last night. Insomniacs need to get together a Kickstarter to get him to do audiobooks because dear god he's awful I've been a pundit but um, that was worth the wait wasn't it I'm trying, I'm trying what else was in the game that was any kind of interesting Dick off the football wise absolutely fuck D- Dick Amona's attempt on overhead kick yeah. was sensational if that had gone in I, I do actually kind of wish that had gone in because Rob's head would have detached <laughs> yeah. and fired into the night sky actually you've just stumbled on a point that says so much that the, with the exception of Malin shooting from distance the best three chances in the game all came to heart set a half yeah Jimmy Dunn and Dick, Dick Amona no just Jim, Dick Amona Dick he, he had the overhead kick he had the shot in the turn about ten minutes to go and of course he had the goal disallowed in the last minute have had a penalty I didn't see it back um, but I, I thought I, I thought it was but I can also understand I, why it wasn't it's, given it's, it's either you either look at it in terms of oh, it's, it's three people all tangling yeah. for the ball or alternatively it's Craig Anderson didn't think it was like, even when we were yeah. talking about it, he said that, that, that I mean, the Stevenson, didn't start pulling on, on Stevenson was essentially well that, that's uh, fine but then Stevenson, but Stevenson then appeared later and tried to like stone cold stun him yeah. at the end so. yeah I, and it also didn't help that Darren McGregor had clearly Taking whatever the YLT normally take on our, on the Wednesday night out when it first gets dark, because he was bang up for it, but not necessarily being particularly uh, considered about what he his approach to anything. Um. <laughs> right, Camberry's red card. What was your thoughts? Uh, I, I, like I still, it's not. Has it been clarified yet? Is what he was the second? The, the I was, was fairly for? certain. I think we're fairly certain it's for the reaction, but he. But he didn't actually react. He didn't actually do anything. Yet he had was, his face was full of rage and was being restrained. But he didn't actually do he, anything. Why was it? Like, I, I watched it a couple of times. I still don't really understand why he was so raging about because it. Because I think well, uh, came up to him and basically said, "Do you want a fight?" And then he was like, "I fucking." Want but they it. were. I think they were the straight into Dallas being like, "Oh, you've got to be put." And then he was reacting to it. And I then it was like, "He's a." I mean, it was pretty idiotic. Well, again, well, but this is this that's the third one of of last night essentially. The first one, I don't think it's a booking. Unless it, uh, would, Dallas uh, seemed to gesture uh, for violent. I, I hadn't I, noticed any previous ones. So. I saw. I watched the highlights, so I don't really know. But like, it didn't. It, did, it felt. It seemed overly the harsh. Thing, it seemed the but at the same time, you're like, it's under Dallas. Yeah, like, it seemed you know the sort of thing that you would include in a highlights package if somebody's going to be booked mm-hmm. yeah. for excessive foul, and then you would include some of the excessive foul. Yeah. Yeah. But the second one, I don't have any sympathy for him. It's a stupid, stupid, it's a stupid attempt to make. And I've always, it's something I always find very strange about football in that, in sort of NFL, basketball, various other things, as soon as you're rugby, as soon as you're in the air, if somebody touches you, then that, that is a foul. That's a foul that's given for mm. them. In football, it's a case of, well, he's up in the air. Canberra comes in and absolutely cleans him out. In a way, again, you look at it in terms of, yeah, he wins the ball, but it's a dangerous tackle. The way he's thrown himself at him, and the way in which um, is it Lee hits the deck as well. Yeah, Bazanich. Uh, it's horrible. Like, and again, like it's reckless from him. So I've, I have no sympathy for him whatsoever. I prefer that he was sent off for the Heat's lost moment because that's funny. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it was for the, 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 the but yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was for that. I think it was a case of the referee. Um, I think because it, it just followed on from the the boil and. Um, Thingy instant, yeah, uh, down in the corner, and I think he just thought, "Well, this is what he thought." Like, Andrew Dallas is like, "It's just I've got to 
cool this down didn't really help but um, it's not going to have yeah. put somebody off who's is really no. going to actually improve no. the situation but again I say, I've got very lot of sympathy for Canberra it's a daft thing to do right well we're going to mention talking about the Lennon incident as the well shame game but, but um, it's kind of a, a infringes on what we're going to do for the Patreon so we're just going to stop the show now and go on to that so if you'd like to hear us talk about the Lennon incident and things our apathetic list which we have just stolen from uh, Football365 by the way just uh, full clarity Head over to patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast for as little as two dollars a month you could get all hours, hours of bonus content. Oh just you know so much good stuff there. Anyway, Duncan say goodbye. Goodbye. Graham say goodbye. Goodbye. I'm Craig Fowler, see you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.